Hey guys, Courtney here with the Wayward Lasses. Thanks guys. Here's the episode. Speaking on those two things, the fear of failure, if you never try, you never know. You're always going to wonder what would have happened if you don't give it a shot. So don't let yourself in 30 years look back and go, man, I should, I should have really tried that. Try it. Worst case, doesn't work. Just quit. That's not the end of the world. It's like, it's like, honestly, it's like moving. You can move, but you're not a tree. Your roots are not grounded into that floor. If you don't like it, move back to wherever you came from. So nothing in life is permanent. Just reminding you to hit that like and subscribe button. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, or go to our website, www.waywardlasses.com. Did you type it in? All right, hurry up. Awesome. Other than death. So until you die, you have complete control. So if fear is something that people are really, really um, focusing on, my big thing is to get out of your own head. Read an empowering quote, go on Pinterest, save the top five empowering motivational quotes, and do the thing. Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things Podcast. Real content. Encouraging. For real women. Affirming. Every age and stage of life. Are you ready to get real with the Wayward Lasses? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. I'm your host, Brittany, joined in person by my sister, Courtney. Hello, sister. Our mother, Amy. Hello, daughters. And our very special guest for this evening, Alexis Simmons. Hi. Hello. So before Hello. we hop into today's episode and Alexis's businesses, business and her story, we're going to start with some trivia. So mom, take it away. Yes. And hopefully I will uh, not stump you ladies. This is just random trivia. Okay. I think you'll get a lot of these. All right. How many infinity, infinity stones are there? Three, five, six, or ten? Uh, you had to have watched the Marvels. What is it? I was going to say, is this, a, is this like a Thanos kind of yes. guy with a hand and he was yes. the jewels? God, why was the trivia the thing I was the most freaked out about in this? This, this is what <laughs> I have. Eight. Oh, I'm sorry. Three, five, six, or ten. Oh. <laughs> uh, six. six. I say six as well. That sounds like a good good Marvel Hollywood themed I, movie. I concur. Well, yeah. Six is correct. <laughs> All right. Number two. What is the only food that cannot go bad? Dark chocolate, peanut butter, canned tuna, honey. I knew this one right away. Am I the only one guessing? We all are. I have no oh. idea. Okay. I knew this one before she even gave us the answers. Oh, so I'll let you guys take a, take a shot. Um, honey. Yeah, that's yep. my guess, too. <laughs> Honey is the ass. That our new Very happy. cool. <laughs> you are two for two. <laughs> All right. I don't know if I'm going to say her name right, but which was Renee Marguerite's first surrealist painting? Not to be reproduced, personal values, the lovers, or the lost jockey? I have no idea who that is. I don't know, but her name was her painting. It's like Marguerite. I feel romance. The lovers. Lovers. Yeah, lovers. lovers. That one. I'm um, going to go with A. What is it? I'm going to go with A. 
Uh, you went with not to be reproduced. Uh, uh, you guys went with the lovers. It is the lost jockey. Oh, none of us guys. Who, who is that? What is she make that we would Google, know? Google, Google Marguerite. Uh, Renee Marguerite. 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 M-A-G-R-I-T-T-E. Oh, Marguerite. 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 Not Spanish. You guys look at this one. All right. I'm what? looking at the paintings. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like Salvador Dali style, realistic. Oh, so like, yeah, like surrealism, more surrealism. Okay, I'm more of a realism girl. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. What '90s boy band member bought MySpace in 2011? Was it Nick Lachey, Justin Timberlake, Sean Stockman, or AJ McLean? Well, it's not C, because who is that? Unless Nick he was Shay. in... I feel like I would know if it was one of the... They bought Facebook? No, MySpace. MySpace. Oh, MySpace. I'm going to say one of the first two. I'm going to say Nick. Nick Lachey, because he was big for a minute, and then MySpace died, and he kind of did too, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, ladies. It is Justin Timberlake. Really? Justin Timberlake bought MySpace? I don't Why? Maybe Nick Lachey bought Napster. Maybe. <laughs> He's making a comeback. He's on uh, Love is Blind on Netflix. Stop. Oh. Yeah, it's a terrible show. He's not making a comeback. I couldn't stop watching it. Not making a Terribly awesome. Okay, a few more, ladies. A few more. What is the most visited tourist attraction in the world? Is it the Eiffel Tower, the Statue of Liberty, the Great Wall of China, or the Colosseum? Oh, crap. They're all good. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to say Statue of Liberty. You said Eiffel Tower. You said Statue of Liberty. I'm going to say the Great Wall of China just to switch it up. All right. It is the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Going next year, so I'm one of those statistics. <laughs> okay. I would not get this one. What's the name of Hagrid's pet spider? Najini? Nope. Crookshanks? Nope. Aragog? Or Mosog? Aragog. <laughs> All three of us. Apparently, you guys, <laughs> you guys got that right. I would not have gotten that right. Okay. Uh, What's the heaviest organ in the human body? Is it the brain, the liver, skin, or the heart? Skin. I'm going to say skin, too. You weighed it all. You're going to say mean, it's skin? The, it's the largest organ on your body. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's actually the liver. That was my second guess, just because it does so much. But so skin, much, yeah. just so much. I would have said skin, too. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's do one more then. Which of these EU countries does not use the euro as its currency? Poland, Denmark, Sweden, or all of the above? All of the above. Denmark I'm is all the above too. Denmark is crowns. Poland is Walte, and I don't remember what was the third one. Sweden. 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 Well, I know that Denmark. All of the above. Yeah. All of the above. Woohoo! 
<laughs> I don't think Croatia does either. Do they, they use euros? They use something else. They don't use euros. I only know that because I just came back from Poland and Denmark. <laughs> so I only know that because I got back from Croatia last year. Yeah, so I'm right there. Yeah. <laughs> good job with trivia, Mom. Mom well, that was right. good. You guys did well. Yes. You have oh, hold on. Okay, so we're going to jump into Alexis's story today. Um, could you briefly introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, I'm a little embarrassed I got the skin one wrong because that's kind of my thing. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, my name is Alexis Simmons. I currently live in South Carolina, moved here about two years ago. Um, But I've kind of lived everywhere, (laughs) for lack of better words. Um, I've moved quite a bit every six months until I moved here for about 15 years. So I actually enjoy it, but my my career is in uh, skincare, in dermatology, so um, I've been able to work on that everywhere I've lived. Awesome. You said Rodan and Fields, right? Yeah. Yep. So Rodan and Fields full-time for 12 years. Um, though I always hesitate saying that at first until someone gives me the opportunity to explain because there's so many people that run their businesses differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. And when did you get started? Uh, so I started right out of college, um, basically to give you a nutshell version, cause I'm, I'm super conscious of over talking. I think that that's maybe one of my curses and blessings, I guess. Uh, I, I don't ever want to bore somebody with saying something that doesn't come across as of value <laughs> cause we could all talk about ourselves forever and ever and ever. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't help somebody else, what's the point? But, um, I started 12 years ago, right out of college. I have a journalism background, but woke up and realized very quickly after graduate, I don't even think I'd been graduated actually, as I was graduating that I did not want to work for someone else building their dreams. I wanted to build my own. Uh, so I wanted to work in an industry that was going to grow whether I did anything or not, just to make that a little bit easier, but also so that I could make a difference and help people and have the freedom in life that society told me wasn't possible to have. So I turned down top 15 job offers in my fields. Uh, parents basically disowned me. <laughs> they were like, if you're oh, wow. an adult, we're going to treat you like an adult. Uh, here's your, your, um, everything we've been paying and now it's on you. So I kind of (laughs) just took matters into my own hands. Obviously that was not easy. I had to tough out the path with small odd and end jobs. I was waitressing to make ends meet, you know, had some loans to pay off right off the bat and uh, looked at everything. It took me about eight months to find Rodan and Fields. I considered, once I figured out that dermatology was one of the top five industries in the world, I considered going back to school, getting my MD, but didn't want to have to birth babies and get rid of cancer just to help people with their acne and their aging concerns, which is very much an emotional aspect of of our health. And instead, I kind of looked at the esthetician route and realized that as much as I respect the women who go into esthetician work, I really, I don't want to just sit there and do procedures on people. I want to understand medically what's happening on their skin. Um, I want to just kind of take more of an ingredient approach versus just facials and which there's obviously a time and place for that. I I really encourage people going and see an esthetician often, but I just wanted a little bit more, a little bit different route within skincare. So wandered into a meeting for Rodan and Fields, had no clue what it was other than it, it was the same doctors who made proactive, like that acne Mm. medication. 
Everybody has a friend that had that dry ring around them. I used it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't have the dry ring. Did it dry you out? Yes. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Back in the 90s, it was like, I, saying it in a 90s fashion, the cat's meow, right? Like, it was like the coolest thing. Proactive owned 90% of the acne market in the world because it was the first thing that actually really worked. Um but the two women that we, I work with that made that just realized there was a huge need in the aging market that wasn't being met. So that's why they made Rodan and Fields as well on the side. And then now have sold their rights to Proactive and do Rodan and Fields uh, alone. But that was all I knew was that they made this acne product that I, apparently you'd used, I had used, all my friends had used. It actually didn't work for me. I have really sensitive skin. So I needed something a little more adult focused. Found it now, but didn't at the time. And that's kind of how I got started. There's my over-talking without trying to over-talk. Sorry. No, definitely over-talk. We want to learn all about it. Oh, man. But yeah, I, I use Proactive. She used it. I'm pretty sure my husband used it. It was, you're right, the cat's meow at the time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So for our listeners, I know what Rodan and Fields are, is, but you already started to tell us what it is. Could you let everyone know, like, what exactly is it that you do, that you, what products do you have, that kind of stuff? Yeah. So really simple. It is an e-commerce franchise. Um, anybody can work in it at whatever level they want because it technically is considered direct sales. However, we're one of the first and only medical grade skincare companies to have been entered into the direct sales market. We're also uh, back to 2022. We finally got our rankings in. We're ranked number one on dermatology created skincare, number one in premium skincare and number one across all direct sales skincare, obviously with the first two, but we're also number one in anti-aging and number one in acne and number one in lash serum growth. And a lot of people, when I tell them we're direct sales, can't really understand how that's possible, but the world is really shifting, right? Like we're seeing Nike have affiliate programs. Even Amazon has affiliate programs. Kate Spade now has affiliate programs and they're basically direct sales with the aspects that you can't grow a team. You're just making a percentage on what you sell. So Rodan and Fields focuses on five things and that's it. It's pretty simple. We do take that clinical approach to figure out what's going on on people's skin. We don't want to just mask a concern. We really want to help correct it, but really only five areas, which makes it so much easier than some other companies could be. First, aging. Obviously, that's the number one. It's where our number one ranking comes in for it. Wrinkles, fine lines, pores. Second, acne. Coming from Proactive, it, it's not a surprise. We're number one in acne as well. Um, we knew what it did for teens. We figured out how to help with more adult and hormonal acne now as well. Third is sun, sun damage. So more brown spots, freckles, unevenness. Fourth is sensitivity. So I work with a lot of patients coming out of chemotherapy, radiation, burn, hmm. um, newborns who are born with like baby eczema, a lot of psoriasis, a lot of lupus, a lot of rosacea, you know, the, all, the, all that fun stuff. Um, and then our last focus is scalp care. So the things on our head, you know, nobody wants anything going on on their scalp, but unfortunately scalp psoriasis, dormant hair follicles, um, loss of hair growth, thinning, dryness, that all comes from the scalp and, and starts in the scalp and that's a skin concern. So that's our fifth focus, but pretty cut and dry. Those are the five areas I work in. For me, when I first started, I did not want to run it like a direct sales company. So I started really connecting with medical grade companies. So dermatology offices, I started working in Scottsdale Mayo Clinic, moved up to UCLA, 
then moved to Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Massachusetts General Hospital. You get the picture. All over. But mostly working in derm offices. Oh, Am so I lagging or is that just me? No. Okay. No. Making sure. <laughs> We usually, we do like to pause um, a little after everyone talks before we say anything. So there is no like us talking over each other. Um, I think so that's why video, we didn't respond right away. Well, and I, you're, I'm looking at you guys and your video's lagging a little, but, oh. but that's it. That's it. So I was just making sure it wasn't me. You're good. I don't see any notifications popping up. So everything looks good. Okay, good. <laughs> Shut up. How so? Did you have a question? I'm sorry. I thought I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just trying to like how to ask the question. So you said that you use proactive, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't work for you. Nope. So how did you make the? I don't know. What was it that drew you into Rodan and Fields? Um, I know you said you wanted to help people, but was there anything specific? Because you knew already that the one product didn't work for you. So what made you think that the other products or the products that they had would be something that would work? Because for me, if I'm going to be selling something, it's a pro- I need to get behind the product, right? Otherwise, I'm not a, I need to believe in the product so that I can be a credible salesperson, if you will. Absolutely. So what was it that actually like drew you in and then, I guess, made you a, a credible salesperson? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a great way to ask it. I totally know what you're saying. And I see why you were like, how do I say this nicely? (laughs) Why do you like this if it didn't work for you? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like what made you stick with it? Right. Well, honestly, what it came down to first and foremost were the statistics. So the fact that proactive worked for 90% of the world, I figured I was probably really weird that it didn't. I also had been off and on Accutane, spirolactone, tetracycline, doxycycline. I'd been on pretty much every steroid under the sun and no dermatologist could fix my skin. I was cystic up and down both sides. And it was just, it's not that proactive didn't necessarily work. I think my skin was so sensitive and dry. I just couldn't use it correctly. So it just made me peel so badly that I knew I wasn't able to give it the chance that it needed to risk the other side effects that would come from it. And what I've later learned in life, and especially since so many dermatologists were not able to fix my skin, literally until I found Rodan and Fields, was that the only reason Rodan and Fields acne products worked for me was because it was formulated not for teenage bacterial acne. It was formulated for adult and hormonal and genetic acne, which comes from a completely different place. And until the mid to late 2000s, that wasn't really a thing. So people didn't really acknowledge that that type of acne was different. They just kept telling me, you're not washing your face enough. And so I really started to understand the science behind skincare better. I started to understand my skincare better, my skin better. Um, So really getting into it was... Partly because I thought, okay, they're using something for a completely different form of acne than I've been told I have my whole life, but also the statistics. I knew that I was not the only person in the world, and any any skincare company that can claim 60% success on their products, that is on, a, on like an actual skincare level, marketing-wise, considered really good. So anything that's over 60%, which seems really low to me, because I'm like, wow, okay, so just (laughs) cool. But that is technically what is considered successful. And with Rodan and Fields, every single one of their products had a higher than 80% success rate. So I was like, okay, that's 
that's speaking volume. So the numbers, the statistics, um, the things that Forbes was, was saying about it. And now going, you know, 12 years in, we've had medical journals that have covered some of our ingredients and our science and technology. We have products that were the only, and like molecules that were the only company that has because we've patented them. So it's really the technology and the science in it that has kept me so intrigued and they're constantly changing it. We've been number one for years, but about three years ago, they changed our whole formulation in our regiments, not because we weren't already number one, but because they discovered their own science that would improve our current science. Mm -hmm. So it's not about, even for them, it's not about just the money. It's not just about selling it. It's about constantly making sure they're giving the best of the best to people. And I saw that heart from the very beginning when I, when I started researching the company, I saw that purpose. They didn't take a single paycheck from Rodan and Fields for the first five years of the business because they wanted to put it back into the research, back into the people working. Yeah, the heart of it is big for me. So that's that. I love that question because it's like, wow, Proactive didn't work. Why would this be any different? Right. Really, yeah, it came down to the numbers and the fact that my acne was just different than what germs were telling me I had. And I do have to say, you have beautiful skin. <laughs> I'm just I'm like staring at the thing. So it's hard to believe that you said you had, you know, you had acne because yeah. your skin's mm -hmm. so beautiful. It was literally lined. And I'm not wearing, I should have probably put makeup on. Shouldn't oh. I? You, not at all. <laughs> but your uh, skin's very like, uh, what's the glowy? Glow, glowing. Oh, thank you. Glowing. Yeah. I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was bad. Like when I tell you bad, like I was, I had the pock marks all along the whole sides of my cheeks. Like I have had to do, I had to do microneedling for years, which we, we provide microneedling as well, but I had to do that for years to get rid of the pocking and the scarring. Like it was I, actually my 10 year high school reunion. That's how I knew it really worked. Because everybody was like, wow, did you lose weight? You look at your haircut. What happened? That's I literally <laughs> weigh the same. My hair has not changed. Nothing has changed. I just don't have acne. So wow. we feel very good. I appreciate the compliment. Thank you. <laughs> so though, when you start, I'm sorry, ladies, I'm just, I'm like taking yeah. over here. When you started though, did you have the acne or? Oh yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yeah. And it took, okay. I mean, truly when people are like, wow, you started and it was like, it just went away. No, it didn't just go away. It took six months before I okay. was officially acne clear, no scarring, and then could start the process of like, you know, the chemical peels that we carry, the microneedling, which is stimulation, the retinase that we carry. I couldn't start any of that until the active acne was gone. So my skin has been a journey. I truly, one of my favorite questions is how many steps do I need to have healthy skin? I always say it's three. Like you need to wash your skin, you need to keep it hydrated and you need to keep it protected with sunscreen unless you have a concern and a condition you're trying to reverse. For me, I will always be probably, I mean, this is an exaggeration, but like a 17 step skincare girl because I still get acne if I'm not careful. Like I yeah. still get breakouts because it is coming from an internal place and I've gone vegan. I've gone vegetarian. I've gone off and on birth controls. I've tried everything under the sun and nothing gets rid of it unless I'm using something topically and at least taking care of my body internally. Oh, that's interesting. Oh. Yeah. So, um, genetics, is it genetics though too, or is it? A lot. Genetics play 20%. So okay. your skin will 20% base on genetics, which unfortunately for anybody looking for like a stretch mark, I guess results. That's that's a little higher. That's <laughs> like 
70% of women or something get stretch marks. Like that's going to happen. But for aging, acne, sensitivity, 20% of your skin's um, irritation or health or aging concern will be related to genetics. Yeah. But that also means you control 80%. Oh, yeah. So that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> We get it from you. It's your fault, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> no, you all have beautiful skin. I do not think any of you have bad skin. We all have very sensitive skin. Uh, but you also, it looks like you have that like natural dark tone. Is there any Asian? Philippine, you said. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Filipino. You guys are going to age so well. This is very good. Nobody ever usually gets it the first try like that. Oh, no. Your mom told me. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm that good. What? Just <laughs> anything. We would be like, wow. Oh, that's <laughs> One person. But you guys are going to age very. You guys are lucky. You will age fairly well compared to this white, pale, <laughs> easily. Tanned. We do though. We do all have very sensitive skin. Like I know I have very dry skin. I'm pretty sure you do, Mom, as well. So I know, like when I. I'm going to have to have a conversation without this because you've already sold me on it. I'm already. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. I'm, I'm already, I was already looking for like a skincare regimen and routine. And like right now I use like, what's that lotion? It's like the thickest ponds lotion you can find, like the ponds. I just lather it on my <laughs> But it's like you're giving her a heart attack. She's like, go to your god, don't tell me but, that. But I did. I, I try, you know, I've done so many things, but with different products, like I'll use, um, one thing and then my whole face is completely dry and then it'll kind of scar over. I'm like, that's it. I'm just sticking with the Pond's lotion. I'm just going to lather it on everything. <laughs> Honestly, as long as you don't have acne, there's nothing wrong with Pond's. Uh, I mean, yeah. if you were prone to acne, I'd be like, okay, well, that's why. <laughs> but but if you don't have acne, then that's honestly fine. The only thing with lotions and Pond's included is this the aspect of a lotion and the focus of a lotion is not to give you hydration. It's only to make sure hydration you already have doesn't come out. So mm -hmm. if you are dry naturally and your body's not producing enough of the oils, the natural sebum, the natural oils that are keeping you lubricated, then a lotion isn't going to be enough, but you do want to pair it with a, like a serum that does have hydrating properties that will actually hold gotcha. hydration. This yeah, you've already, we're going to have to set up an appointment after that. <laughs> yeah. Go through everything. She's like, you already sold yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, don't worry. I will never sell you anything you don't need. And everything we have is refundable for two months. So if you got it, oh, wow. you could send it back empty. You sold mom too. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's always like, she just found something that she's using and then she's like oh you should try this I'm like oh well, let me try it um, but I'm always trying to find the right thing for my skin that actually works in the long period I, I am like every now and then when it's that time of the month I'll break out just like a little bit here and there I mean that's I feel like that's kind of normal but yeah other than that no I'm pretty good Yep. Very normal. Acne actually doesn't develop in 54% of people until they're like 30. Hmm. It's really high. Yeah. So ironic, like it's ironic that like teenage acne gets the, the biggest culprit, the biggest threat against it. And yet so many people don't even get it till they hit 30 or up. Like it's really common as you age. That would be terrible to go through your whole life without acne. And then one day you're in your 30s and you're just like what is this mm -hmm. yeah 
There is that sweet spot in the mid twenties though. That like people who had it as their in their younger years, they get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And then it then it comes back. <laughs> the twenties, man, it's all downhill yeah. from there. So I was gonna ask you, what is your since you know you run your own business, I'm sure you're using, you know, the Rodan and Fields at child running by. Oh, I have a cat. <laughs> Sorry, you're I thought it was a cat. Oh, no, I have cats. Like, I have children. <laughs> no, I, I yeah, okay. okay. So I, know I thought it was Alexis's cat. I didn't know. No, that's Kai. I know you're using okay. the Rodan and Fields, you know, name as I'm backing you, but you're running your own business, right? Mm-hmm. So Correct. what does your day-to-day look like? Yeah. You know, and this is again, kind of what separates, I think people that look at direct sales companies as yeah, yeah. That thing my neighbor sells at her parties on Tuesday nights (laughs) (laughs) and the the type of person who makes it a career. Uh, Those of us that make it a career, you know, we're, we're our own marketing source. We're our own payroll, really. Like we're our own sales force. We're our own social media content creator. We're our own HR. We're our own everything. Um, That goes without saying, but I really I like to look at my day every differently as it, it, my day is different. Every, hold on. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> every day is a new opportunity to be different. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and a new opportunity for growth, right? And in, in whatever comes towards us, but no day looks the same because of it. So some days I, when I need a break, I sleep till eight and I wake up and I go and I binge sex in the city and I eat my oatmeal on the couch until noon. Um, Other days, like today, I was up at 6am and I had a meeting and was all over town every hour until I am chatting with you guys. So it's been, it's been a really fun, crazy, productive day and it's different. Like sometimes it's going to a networking event. Today, I went to two networking events. One of them was a group that I started because I couldn't find a group that I really liked. So I wanted something that was short, not expensive, and gave me food. So I made one, and it feeds me every week by someone who speaks. (laughs) So I went to that today. And then my second networking event was an open house for a new business where I went to support them. I splashed their stuff all over social media, which, of course, gives them business, um, brings their people to me, my people to them. The meetings, some one of them was just with a friend. Another one was a lunch date where it was just getting to know somebody. Another one was a skincare consultation where she wanted to see things in person. Not everybody does. Most of my clients are around the world and we just kind of either Zoom or talk on the phone. But every once in a while, somebody wants to see it in person and I have it all, so I can. But every day looks different. So I guess it's it's hard to say what I do consistently other than every day, just looking at it as a new opportunity. So I set goals and I have dreams, but it's more about waking up and making sure I do something every day that makes me go to bed feeling productive. Mm. That makes sense. That's a great outlook on that. I'm really glad that you mentioned that looking at every day as a new opportunity to do something better. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it kind of sits, sits us in a rut. The people that sit and they go, okay, I'm going to do my 20 reach outs and follow up with five people. Well, what if you don't have 20 people to reach out to? What if you don't have five people to follow up with? I think that should be more of a loose guideline. I think that it's something that, you know, at first, let me rephrase that. At first, yes, you need those systemized structures. 
12 years in, you kind of figure out, you know, the habits have been formed, the people you need to reach out to, you know, that becomes the exciting part because that's a new person you could potentially help. Um, so that becomes the part that doesn't feel like work. And a lot of times I'll do them in between my meetings. Like I'll go and meet with a friend for lunch and then I'll have an hour in between that I don't schedule anything to do my follow-ups with those I need to follow up with. But then I'll, I'll schedule a meeting after that with someone new to meet. And I'm always looking for ways that I can support their business, knowing full well, if I'm helping them and supporting them, if they're a kind human, they're generally going to support and help me too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, life is, life is all about giving and it's balance. Absolutely. It's all about now, do you find most of your clientele are just repeat customers or are you still, are you generating sales through social media based, you said networking events, how does all that work? Three ways. I would say a lot of repeat customers. Um, we have a 96% retention rate in Rodan and Fields. Wow. So that's impressive. Yeah. So usually people that try it will at least 96% will try a second time. So we have a really high success rate when it comes to people sticking around. So the residual income in what I do is really nice. Um, I'm very grateful for them. I have systems in place where if they've been a client for, you know, if they've ordered for, you know, a certain amount of time, I'll send them a thanks a latte gift card. To a <laughs> That's cool. Shop. Um, yeah. Yeah. Steal that because I definitely did from someone else. Um, but yeah, so the repeat customers are big, but it's also finding new ones. So that comes two different ways. One is referrals. A lot of people, whether they're a client or they've just talked to me and they realize that I'm, I'm doing this on a deeper level than just you have acne, here's an acne regimen. Like I can actually help them figure out what they're using and why it's working or why it's not working. Like, again, if, if it's not, if Rodan and Fields is not the right fit, I'm not going to sell them something. If it's, I sent a guy yesterday to CVS. <laughs> like he's like, I have acne every time I wash my face or excuse me, when I shave my face and then I wash it, I'm getting acne. I'm like, well, you're just really sensitive. You need to stop using the St. Ives walnut shell exfoliant that's micro tearing your skin and just go get a Cetaphil. Like truly just try something gentle. I did not try to sell him something I had, even though he was willing to buy it. But um, I know for a fact that he has three friends, including his wife, that he already knows he wants to send my way. So I have no problem sending somebody to somewhere that's going to be more effective for them because the referrals are a huge part of what I do. And then of course, the third way is meeting people that are new and that there's a structure to that. And that is truly for all people in business. If they can master this, it's how my business grew. Uh, it's, it's truly even over social media because I don't really add people on social media unless I've met them in person. Mm. Um, when somebody friend requests me, I immediately go into the like, ooh, now they're just going to spam me mode. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't ever want to be that person. And, and we've all gotten those messages. So really, if you can master the stranger friendship approach, that is the world is your oyster, so to speak. So I try to do five networking events a week. Some are online. Some are in person, some are structured, some are just open. Um, you just Google networking in my city, whatever city you live in. And generally a million will pop up if you live in at least a city that's larger than 30,000 people. Uh, but yeah, the networking events are huge because you walk in there and everybody's awkward. You're not the only one. No one's no. comfortable. So when you show up, everybody's sitting there awkwardly twiddling their thumbs, wondering <laughs> how to create small talk. So I spend about 30 minutes in them just saying, hey, this person's really, I love their dress. 
I really want to get to know them. This person's really pretty. Or that guy looks like he's really interesting. I'm going to go and chat with him because his beard goes down to his waist. I need to know how long it's going to get that. So whatever draws you to somebody, it doesn't hurt to go up and say hi and be completely open and honest. And that's what I do every time. I'm like, well, this is awkward, but you're standing alone and I'm standing alone. So I'm going to say hi. Um, Any chance you're open to taking this outside of the room and possibly grabbing coffee? So, and then you just grab coffee and it's as easy as that. You send them an email the next day and say, great meeting you. And then it's just friendship. First meeting is always just friendship. After that, it's inviting them to something. After that, maybe you bring up business. But those are great, great tips. I love those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Question for you. Another question. Um, What would you say are some of the struggles that you've had to deal with, with, you know, you said, I know you said that you, out of college, you decline your top 15 jobs, your parents disown you, and now you're running your own business 12 years. What would you say some of the struggles that you've had to deal with? Yeah. Well, oh my gosh, where do I start? This is, you know, I should have thought of this because I knew this question was coming and I was like, oh, it'll come. It'll just come out so easily. Uh, Yeah. So, and I should preface my family, like disowned me metaphorically. I had to start paying for everything, but they didn't actually kick me out. (laughs) However, it did take my, fa- my, my extended family five years to ask me what I did. Five years, because they were so afraid I was just going to try to sell them. Oh, wow. And I never brought it up. And finally, one day, one of my aunts at Christmas was like, so how are you? I'd lived in three cities or three states at this point. She was like, how are you moving everywhere? And I was like, well, I, you know, my job, I can go wherever I really want because I'm online and, and it's just fun. I'm not married. I don't have kids. Why not? She's like, yeah, but how do you pay your bills? <laughs> like, um, same business. Let's <laughs> Okay. So it was really helping the people closest to me understand what I did and why in a very smooth way that made them not feel pressured to ever buy anything from me. That was a huge hurdle. The the family dynamics, because you have to see them on a regular basis, right? So when there's drama, there's no point in hiding it. Otherwise, it's just awkward forever. So trying to figure out how to bring it up without bringing it up and then answering it in a smooth way, it's like when somebody approaches somebody on religion and they word vomit all over you. Like, I... (laughs) I do, I do consider myself a Christian and I had a friend in high school ask me about Jesus and I was like, well, Jesus did this, 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 and I immediately knew I lost her. And I was like, that was my first lesson in sales. I sold Christianity horribly. And I was like, I can never work in sales ever. And here I am now working in sales. But, uh, but that it's kind of the same concept. You know, you have to be so delicate with certain things. The other hurdles really, truly I guess because I've moved so much has been meeting new people. Statistically, every human has about 400 people in their warm market. We don't think we do, but between social medias and people that have gone to school with us and parents of friends, we all do on a natural basis, at least statistically, know 400 people if we sit down and really think about it. I think that's a really high statistic because I could not tell you 400 people right now. However, now these women events that I host, I get about a hundred in them. Yeah. And I'm like, how do I know? How do I know that many people in, in literally just over a year of living somewhere? So it's crazy that just because I was intentional on meeting people, 
I have been able to, to bring all these women together up to a hundred when I didn't even think I knew 400 people in my entire life. And I've lived here now. It's been just about two years. Um, but so I should say over a year, just about two, but I mean, we had about a hundred at about the year point and that really came down to just meeting people. That was huge. Getting out of my comfort zone, saying hi to strangers, getting out there, networking, big hurdle. Um, another hurdle, the direct sales thing, getting people to listen to me when I say I work in a direct sales company, huge. If you work in direct sales, booyah and hoorah. And I'm with you because you really have to have tough skin to do that. It is not for everybody. Um, it's, it's a tough industry to be in, but also the skincare aspect of it coming in at 23, I'm 35 now. Uh, people still still don't really take me seriously on the aging front, but at 23, they really didn't take me seriously on the aging front. So that's why I got my hands on every dermatology course I could. Um, oh, that's a fun fact. I have 500 hours of medical grade classes under my belt through like UCLA and Harvard. Wow. And wow. I have zero credits to show for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just being a fly on the wall and getting tests from friends when they would leave the classes. But that's also why I moved to all those places so that I could get my hands on those types of courses. Uh, but that being said, I did that because I knew nobody would take me seriously. Yeah. So self-education, getting out of the comfort zone, uh, learning how to speak. Those are really the best ways to overcome those hurdles. Those are oh, all of that. Yeah. You wouldn't even think learning how to speak, but it's very true. The way you present yourself, it's, it's your first step and sell you're selling yourself more before mm -hmm. you even sell the product. You're selling yourself. So it's very, cool. yeah. I'm like, saying a rep versus a business owner. Yeah. Like who wants to work with a rep? They can be a business owner. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, I do have to say though, you come across very genuine, which like draws, at least draws me in and makes like you credible. So I'm just sitting here like, oh yeah. Okay. That, whereas, you know, when somebody's trying to sell you something, cause they're only after one thing, but you, you don't come across that way, which is why I think you probably are excelling when you go to your networking events, because you do come across very genuine. I would sit there and talk to you as opposed to somebody comes up and talk to me and I'm, yeah, I know what your end goal is here. You just want to get my name or, you know, my phone number or set up a meetup or whatever it is. Um, so I do love your approach from mastering um, like the stranger, you know, getting in networking events. Cause I think for people who are listening, um, networking events, I think are a big thing. If you are a small business owner, you have your own business and your approach doesn't only span like skincare. It really spans all, all any business, right? Um, you have to know how to talk to people like Courtney was saying, you know, or I think again, just going back to just being genuine. I think you've, absolutely master that. Um, so I like that's your compliment for me. Like, like truly like makes me want to just like, <laughs> like wipe the tear more than even having good skin. Does that, thank you. I really try. Like, I'm like, if somebody, if somebody ever felt pressured by me, I think I would sit there and I wouldn't sleep for a week dwelling on how I did that. What, how, did, how do I change that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I, I mean, I, like Brittany, I'd be like, okay, I want to hear more. Tell me more. <laughs> because you do, you come across really genuine and you're, you know, I want to help you rather than I want to sell you something. So I think that's um, very admirable. So I just wanted to put that out there in the comment. 
I'm going to stay quiet because I'm like, all I'm going to keep saying is on repeat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but um, I did have a follow-up question to you, you know, you um, making it a point to do like five networking events a week. How did you do that when you first started? Because you said, oh, yeah, I just have to Google, you know, what networking. We didn't really have Google back then or did we? Did we have Google back then 12 years ago? Yeah. Did we? Well, kind of. It was, you know, and and it's not all that I'm finding on Google. Like, that's where I got, I get started on the internet. It didn't have to be Google. It could have been Jeeves, you know, in the 90s. But (laughs) I mean, I think my first few, I was, when I first started in my business, I thought I would be a millionaire by like seven months in. I had no clue. Rose colored glasses, not a clue what I was doing. I figured skincare, the vainest place I know is Hollywood. I'm going to go there. I'm from Minnesota. I've never been to California, but we're just going to do it. So I bought a car, packed it, found a place on Craigslist, went expecting to be a Hollywood level, uh, famous rich person in 10 months. That did not happen. Left LA with my tail between my legs two years later. But that being said, I did, I was afraid to leave my house for the first two weeks. I lived in the Valley. If anybody knows LA, the Valley is very safe and family friendly. I thought it was Compton. I was convinced I was going to get shot if I left my house. I had never been to a big city. Like two weeks, I did not leave my home. So I built everything online. So I figured out Facebook, you could start networking on Facebook with people. And when I started to meet people in LA on Facebook, they were the ones that said, you need to get out, come to this meeting, come to this this government house opening, come to this. And I terrifyingly battled the LA traffic with my new little car and tried really hard not to die. I didn't get in a single accident. It all worked out. But that was, I mean, it was asking people to how to be connected as well. So, I mean, I put myself in front of people who were networking, who were business owners, who knew how to get out. And I asked, where can I go to meet people? I'm in a new location. (laughs) My computer was going to die, so we <laughs> from the couch to the I also do magic. I also do magic. Yes, um, I, had, I had a question. So you mentioned you're 12 years in. I know you've achieved so much, traveled to all these different places. What are some goals that you have for yourself, like, moving forward, even just for the next year? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, so one of my main goals was to have corporate finally see me as a reputable person to like help others grow and in the company. And they finally, they finally did. Um, so I, which is really cool. So I, I can't announce it on here yet because I signed an NDA, but there's, there was big things that they, they called me about and I'm very excited about. So anybody listening from Rodan and Fields, um, hopefully I meet you. <laughs> if nothing else, if you meet me, please come say hi. <laughs> so um, there's that. But that was my, my main thing was, okay, get in front of corporate, make them see I can help. Um, the other big goal is there's constantly bonuses that we're running for in our company like just free trips and like you know they've got like like my cell phone was one of my goals I was like I want an iPhone 14 pro so bad so that was my little carrot that was dangled then I ended up getting that so we have all the little bonus things of course I'm running for but on a bigger scale one of my goals in the city that I'm living in now Greenville South Carolina woo yeah that Greenville anybody knows it uh but we are really quiet in Rodan and Fields. COVID shook the tree. Almost every direct sales company felt it. We lost a huge 
part of our company. Um, just people who couldn't handle the, the, the mentality of having to be a stay-at-home mom. All of a sudden, they're working from home. All of a sudden, they don't have nap time. All of a sudden, they're now teachers. <laughs> Their kids are all at home with them. Um, and just the mental fear that I think a lot of people felt, especially in the North, I was in Boston during all of it, and it was it was intense. I mean, I got kicked out of places because my mask wasn't the right kind. Like it was it was intense. So we lost a lot of people in Verdan and Fields who were just you know selling a couple things here and there, nothing intense. So I'm in a rebuild stage. So I'm really trying in this part of South Carolina to regrow a culture in a in the right way for Rodan and Fields. Like I want to be bringing people in who aren't just after the million dollar buck and the quick, easy fix. Like I want to bring in women who want to see change in their community, who want to bond together, who want to, you know, have launch parties just with us. Like we don't need to invite anybody, just, just a community. Like that's really what I'm trying to do and to change the reputation that I think direct sales has in general. So let people see us as a little bit more of, um, a professional career. Cause it, it, I probably, I mean, some weeks I don't work at all. And some weeks I probably put like a hundred hours in. So <laughs> we do work really hard, but that's one of my biggest goals is just a shift of focus and an understanding of the industry. Yeah. I understand that because I've never been in direct sales, but I have friends who are, and it's true. It's like, as soon as you hear that, you're like, oh, okay, are you going to sell me something now? It, it makes it like a little awkward because I want to support you. I want to help you, but you know, I want to, I also don't just want to do it just for that reason. I want to get behind the product and you know, you feel yeah. pressured sometimes. And so, um, yeah, I can appreciate that wanting to change the, the ideas and the, the, you know, conceptions that people have about direct. My best piece of advice, just say no, honestly, people want to hear you just say that they are not, you're not interested versus just constantly having to track you down. Like when somebody ignores me, that's an invitation for me to ask them again. Cause maybe they didn't get the message. Like sometimes somebody gets busy and they open it and they don't read it, but they are interested. So I'm like, Hey, I feel really bad, but did you happen to see the thing that I said? Um, so it honestly does them a favor to just hear a, Hey girl, not interested. Thank you so much. And good luck, but really not interested or just lie and say you have a cousin that sells it. They're not going to ask you who the cousin is. So, you know, that's the best way to get out of it. <laughs> Lying is never right. Unless it's to get rid of someone who's annoying. <laughs> no, I've actually like shared the truth too. I would say I'm not interested or I would just be honest and say, look, it's not in my budget at the moment. I don't have a budget for this type of product right now, but as soon as I do, I, I know who to call because it's awesome. a genuine answer. So yeah, that's super nice. Way nicer than mine. <laughs> just <lying. laughs> oh, no, that was uh, question for you. Another question. Uh, what advice would you give to our listeners who are, possibly thinking about starting their own business or they're already running their own business and they're struggling with any of the areas you were talking about, but just any advice at all that you would give to our listeners. So I just heard another, I love statistics. Can you tell? I love numbers. I heard a statistic. It's either 76% or 80 something percent, but it's really high regardless, really high. Statistically, a very high amount of people do want to start their own business and two things keep them from doing it. Fear of failure, and not even knowing where to start. Those are the two things that stop people from doing it, according to statistics, um, so, which couldn't even tell you where I got that from, but I love numbers. So when I find one that's good and it's from a reputable source, I remember it, but never the source. 
course. That's work. <laughs> um, so speaking on those two things, the fear of failure, if you never try, you never know. You're always going to wonder what would have happened if you don't give it a shot. So don't let yourself in 30 years look back and go, man, I should, I should have really tried that. Try it. Worst case, doesn't work. Just quit. That's not the end of the world. It's like, it's like, honestly, it's like moving. You can move, but you're not a tree. Your roots are not grounded into that floor. If you don't like it, move back to wherever you came from. So nothing in life is permanent other than death. So until you die, you have complete control. So if fear is something that people are really, really um, focusing on, my big thing is to get out of your own head. Read an empowering quote. Go on Pinterest. Save the top five empowering motivational quotes and do the thing. Um, my, the second aspect then of course is not knowing where to start. That is where there's the teachers that used to say there's never a dumb question. There really isn't not when it comes to starting your own business. If you're not sure where to start Google again, or Jeeves, whatever, whatever era we're in, you go online and you basically just put in how to start a business. I guarantee something will pop up or you go on your Facebook and you go, Hey, considering starting a business, but don't know blank what to do, how to start, what to own a business in, who to partner with, whatever your question is, post it on your social media. You'll have a million friends comment whether you want it or not. <laughs> so that is kind of my biggest advice. I hope I'm not too crass. No. no. No, I'm not swearing. I'm not swearing. So I figure that's a win. No, no, it's really great because I I went through the same phase probably like a year or so ago because I was a teacher for seven years and I was like, I'm done with this. I can't do this anymore. Um, so I left and I was like, Hey, if I'm going to leave, I have to do something. What am I going to do now? Um, so yeah. I got a different job and on the side, I started up like three or four businesses and three of them are online. And one's like another cleaning business that I do. Um, but I had to sit there and have that conversation with myself of, you, you, you don't have the option to be afraid because you left your job. You, it's either burn the ships, you know, you, you either, <laughs> like there's no going back. There's only going forward. You either survive or you die. So I had to have that conversation with myself of, okay, you need to make a plan. I mean, TikTok became my best friend because I just curated my TikTok and my Instagram to just show me like how to start an Etsy and how to, you know, do all of these things. Um, so, you know, I completely agree with you. You kind of just have to step out of your comfort zone and just do it. Just do it. Yeah. COVID was really, really tough. I think for a lot of us that own businesses and having to rebuild from that is like restarting. So it does feel like the ground floor and starting from scratch and survival for, for a lot of us. I mean, my, myself included, luckily, I, you know, there's light at the end of the horizon that I've seen this year, but just, it is crazy that, yeah, throughout every business, you go through those waves, beginning and middle certain stages. Yeah. I think it was uh journey that said it to us. We had somebody on the podcast and she's like, you know, don't worry if you're starting a business that somebody else already started. There's like 15 different brands of bread and everybody buys all of them. So yeah, I love yeah. that. 15 different shades of red or no brands of bread. Oh, brands of bread. <laughs> she's red. Brands of bread. Same thing. <laughs> Like when you think about it, like when you go, there's like so many different types of cereal, so many different yeah. brands of this and brands of that. Like people are going to buy them. What makes it different? Yeah. yeah. So even in skincare, I work really closely with my natural girls. Like I, you know, when they want something that's just going to keep them clean, keep them hydrated. I'm like, cool, go to beauty counter, go find, you know, something that's a little more naturalistic. If you want to correct something, come back. So there's room for everybody. It just depends on who you click with, what you click with. Yeah. 
and what your focus is and how you connect with people. Yeah. Really. I think that's what it's awesome. about. It's about the people. It is. Connecting yep. with the people. So making them feel people. like you care about them and not just making a buck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly like right. Very successfully, Alexis. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think we're going to be coming to a close soon here. But before we move on, I just wanted to ask you, is there something that we didn't cover that you want to talk about and let our listeners know? Something I want to talk about. Let's see, political levels. (laughs) Um, Not really. I mean, I guess if if just if anybody wants to contact me, I welcome all questions. If anybody has any off the podcast, I'm happy to answer them. Um, My Instagram is. Well, speaking of that, we were going to ask if you want to go ahead and share all of your handles. (laughs) We're going to put them in the show notes and everything. So if you want to go ahead and say them out loud, so people can find you. Sure. I know. I'm like, I'm going to do it, but I don't know if this is coming. This is the last thing I have to say. Great segue. Great segue. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to lead you right into this. Um, so Instagram is probably the easiest. I mean, my, my name is Alexis Simmons. It'll pop up under Alexis Simmons. Otherwise, my handle is at class and sunshine. There's underscores in between class and sunshine, underscores between the two. But um but I'm pretty, I'm blonde. I'm pretty easy to find. I didn't mean I'm pretty. I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> Stop saying that midway through. Uh, I have a baseball hat on in my picture. I don't know. I'm blonde. <laughs> I texted Alexis but... Simmons and I found it. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. I mean, if anybody wants to text me, it's 218-428-8812. There you oh, go. I'm fine. I'm fine and brave. I know. I'm fine putting my number on <laughs> That's awesome. We'll definitely include that. Maybe not your phone number, but we'll include your social <laughs> in the show notes for everybody to, to find. So you, um, hopefully um, everyone will contact you. So this has been an absolutely wonderful conversation. Um, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I know that you have uh, a few future customers coming your way. You've talked <laughs> us into trying out some of these products. <laughs> so we're so excited for that. Thank you so much for joining us. This really has been a wonderful conversation and we really did enjoy it. So thank you. Thank you. I think this is a lovely thing you guys are doing and I cannot wait to keep listening to all the other episodes. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, please go check out Alexis on her socials. And thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, we are the Wayward Lasses reminding you to keep it real. Bye. Bye, guys.